Have you ever thought that being an entrepreneur would be easier than this? For years, I've tried to break free from Rogue Warrior consultant life, only to return time and again in order to survive. What I soon realized is my own isolation and self-doubt was getting in my way, and that my biggest successes, my happiest moments, came through connections with people who cared about me. It's now my mission to make it easier for entrepreneurs like us to connect with incredible human beings who rise up higher together. We are not self-made, we are community-made. But the real question is, how will we do it? This podcast will give you the answers. Join me on this journey as I interview top experts and entrepreneurs who are figuring it out. I'm your host, Jerry Kirk, and you are listening to the Community Forged Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Community Forge podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Kirk, and today we have a special topic that's near and dear to a lot of our listeners out there. Do you have school-aged kids? For the parents who do and are accustomed to their kids being at school, let's face it, the past two months at home have been challenging at best and a massive stress ball at worst. Trying to work from home in cases, some cases for the first time, while also playing the role of teacher is more than some parents can take. And as the current school year winds down, parents are facing an uncertain future this fall, not knowing if their schools will even be open, or perhaps even if they are, are they really going to be a place that they'll want their kids to be in with all the talk of all the restrictions in place around social distancing, face masks, no sports, and, and more, which really honestly takes away a lot of the fun for our kids, right? My good friend, Pat Fullingham, is joining us today to discuss these questions and more. She's a crisis and homeschooling coach who empowers entrepreneurial parents to shift their chaos and confusion that they're facing right now into clarity and confidence as they begin their homeschooling journey. Now, Pat has been doing this for a long time. She's a 23-year homeschooling veteran who not only taught her own six kids, but also assisted hundreds of families along the way through a homeschooling co-op that she helped establish and run. So please help me give a warm welcome to my good friend, Pat Fullingham. Hi, Pat. Welcome to the show. Hey, Jerry. So glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I think, you know, this topic is just so near and dear to my heart that um, I can't wait to discuss it with you. Yeah, it's, it's, it may not have been near and near to a lot of people's hearts until the last little while, but it, it certainly has everyone's attention these days. Um, and so I'm, I'm glad we can have this, this conversation. And, you know, I'd, I'd love to, um, I'd just love to start by kind of exploring uh, some of your own homeschooling journey, particularly, you know, I think it'd be very interesting for, for those who are just kind of been faced with this for the first time, right? Um, with kids at home and working from home and, and, and all of that, um, maybe not wanting to be doing this, but having to, to face it. It'd be really interesting to kind of explore someone who's kind of gone down this path and, and, and really thrived through it um, with six kids, nonetheless. So let's go back a little bit and, and help me understand kind of where your journey began on, on your homeschooling path. Yeah, well, way back when, when I got started, um, I didn't necessarily intend to homeschool. It was not one of those things where I just, you know, woke up one day or always knew that I wanted to do it. The, the situation with me was my oldest child um, was not able to go to preschool. We couldn't afford it. And by all stretch of the imagination, we had relatives and people saying she's missing out, you know, and as a parent, you never want your kid to miss out. Well, 
as she got closer to being old enough to go to kindergarten, she had already learned how to read. She had already, she could spell. She knew all the kindergarten material. We just did things around the house, you know, naming objects and just as life presented itself. And so she was very social and I knew all the kids in the neighborhood. I knew the kind of things they talked about. I knew the way that they played together. And I also knew that that was not really going to be a good environment for her when she got to school. Um, So part of me was thinking, you know, it's just not a good fit. And part of me was saying she could do more. And part of me was saying, um, you don't know what you're doing. Like, like, who was I to ever, ever start doing something other than just send my kid to school, right? And homeschooling was not a big deal back then. There were not a lot of people homeschooling. And so I, at first, didn't even really, in my mind, say I'm going to homeschool. I just knew it, did, it wasn't going to work. What was set up for her, the system and what she would be going into just was not going to meet her needs. She would have been talking all day. She would have been that kid that got in trouble because she was social and she loved the other kids, right? Right. And so she would have been interacting and not sitting down and doing her colors or whatever, because that to her was not going to be interesting. So long story short, I eventually found some um, teacher supply materials close to my house. And I was just like, oh my goodness, look at all this stuff. We could take it home and do it. I didn't have a lot of money to do it, but I found ways to be resourceful in buying, you know, things that were maybe being discounted or whatever. And I just built on where we were at the time. I didn't look at what is the grade, how, you know, all the um, really specific things that teachers in the school system look at as far as, you know, um, making a curriculum fit a particular age group and all of that. We just did things and we learned about him as we went. So I got started and, you know, after, after one brother comes along and then another brother comes along and two sisters come along and another brother. <laughs> so, a little classroom there. <laughs> yeah. So we just, we just kind of added one by one as they were ready. And, um, you know, we made it work because it was more of a family dynamic, right? And a lot of the um, constructs of a school system were not in place. So we had the flexibility to adapt. We had the flexibility to choose materials that worked for the individual child. We had the freedoms to come and go, do field trips, do, you know, outings, do different things that would enhance their learning. Um, And we really had a lot of fun being able to go and do and um, study the things that were really important to them as individuals. And so we just built on um, one thing upon the other. And I had a lot of learning to do. I didn't know what I was getting into, but I just, I knew why I wanted to do it. And the, the reasons why as parents that we want to do what we do is what compels us to continue, even when it may not go the way we plan, right? Even when there are going to be obstacles, even when life situations come up, because we homeschooled around um, illness. We homeschooled around different, you know, personal issues. We homeschooled around things that the kids went through, whether their grandparents had cancer or like there, or there was a death in the family. There were a lot of things that we had the freedom to focus on. 
and to be real life lessons other than the academics. So it really was a lot more well-rounded as far as education. When we talk about what we want for our kids to learn and take away when they actually graduate from home, those are the things that we can focus on and that we have more time to um, really address when we take the time to homeschool or when we start to um, prioritize our own schedules and our own agenda. And I think that is what is really huge for a lot of parents right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's, that's really fascinating. How, how are, you, are your kids all out of the, out of the house now? They're, they're out doing their own things and out yes, in the world? They are, they are all grown. The youngest is 21. The oldest uh, will turn 35 in July, which, you know, even, what, even to say that just is, is crazy because so it, fast. it does happen so fast. And that's, that's so cliche, but it is so true. So if you've got little people, don't blink twice. It's, it's going to happen and they're going to be out of your house. So that's why I tell a lot of parents, start with the end in mind, right? Where is it you want to go? What is it you want your kids to walk away with? Because your time is going to go by and there's no chance for redos. You know, you can't go back and say, oh, well, I would have, could have, should have, and, and reassess. So, yeah, it goes, it goes by fast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm in another, another group and, uh, of dads, and uh, one of these guys has a calendar. Maybe I should get one. And it, it literally is like a countdown in a sense, right, of perhaps like the, the approximate number of days that you might have you know, with your kids before they kind of move on, whether it's age 18 or, or whatever. And when you, when you see how, how far you've progressed and how much is left, it's, it's a really it's a, it's a shocking reality. And um, I think one of, the, one, of the, one of the interesting things about where we are right now with, with COVID-19 and all of us being at home right now is it's, it's kind of created some different space, some different opportunities. Um, and there's kind of the, there's kind of two sides to the coin. There's there's the, the there's the the pressures that we put on ourselves, the pressures we get from others around you know our own work and um, doing their schooling, if you will, right? The the education that they're supposed to be getting, following that that process, and then also this this kind of this opportunity that's fallen in our laps of just being together more on a daily basis. You know, running off to you know, team practices or kids going to the, the mall or, or whatever it is, um, you know, parents doing their, their things and their activities. We're all just together on, our, on a daily basis. And I imagine there were, a lot of parents are facing that kind of that, that tension too, right? It's like, in the one hand, it's right there in front of them, but it, it feels so far away because there's so many, so many things they're trying to juggle that it's, it's as if life was as busy as it was before, just with different things. Yeah, well, I think, you know, this time is very unprecedented because so many parents did not anticipate having to juggle everything that they're juggling right now all at once, one thing piled on top of another. And for a lot of parents, there's a lot of stress. And I totally, totally get that. And when we look at the topic of homeschooling, some parents are like, are you kidding me? Like, how in the world am I supposed to do that too? Because it sounds like such an enormous task. 
And the weight and the responsibility of it is, is one of those things that as parents, we don't want to mess up, right? We feel like we have this weight of responsibility for who our kids are going to be and how they're going to be formed. And we're not trained for it. But yeah, I've I heard that a number of times, just yeah. people, other parents say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a trained teacher, right? Like I didn't get a degree in this. Like, so they're feeling, yeah, they're feeling that weight and, and, the, and the inadequacy, at least yeah. their, their perceived inadequacy of, of taking on that role. Is right. It, well, so, the, the thing there is, you know, it is a perceived inadequacy. And let me be careful how I say this, because I don't want to discount teachers and what they bring to the table. I am a huge fan of teachers. I've got teachers in my family. I, you know, some of my best friends. But their diploma does not trump your DNA. Period. So what I'm saying there is your influence and your choices and your lifestyle and your priorities are all going to speak to your child in a way that you don't even have to put into words. Because in fact, if you're putting it into words and you're telling your child something, but you're living differently or you're making different choices, kids, kids, man, they, they spot it a mile away. Our, you know, our kids know that, um, what we say and what we do sometimes don't align. And so what we have to be very careful about is saying, you know, when I feel inadequate to teach my child, whatever it is, maybe a kindergartner or a second grader or a fifth grader, if I am putting them, if I'm putting them back into the same system that I graduated from and I feel unqualified to teach somebody at that level, then I have to ask, what are my children going to come away with, right? And so knowing that we as parents have the ability to influence our kids, to teach them how to research, to teach them how to find information, to teach them about loving learning um, by giving them things that they're interested in and showing an interest in them, that is the greater education. So I think a lot of times we measure ourselves by the school system criteria or somebody else's diploma, but nobody, nobody is going to outrank you as a parent for what you bring to the table, what you can bring to your child, and what you can influence them and in their overall life to be like. Now, we do not need a degree to inspire our children to love learning. We have to give them um, things that they're interested in. And we don't need to know everything about classroom management. We don't need to know about policies. We don't need to know a lot of the things that teachers actually went to school to learn that don't apply to education or teaching our kids, right? It has to do with management skills and those kind of things. So we can, we can say we value the the degree, we value the teachers and everything that they put into educating children on a day-to-day -day basis, but not all of that will apply at home. In fact, most of it doesn't apply. And so if you look back pre-formal education um, in the U.S., most kids were taught at home or they did apprenticeships or, you know, within the community. Um, and so we can't just define education and learning by the school system standards. So a lot of times we have started to 
base all of our opinions about education on where we have been in our own education journey. So I went to public school all my life. You know, all my educational journey was public school. And the majority of people, that's true. But if we step outside that box and we see that education is more, it's more than just the academics and it's more than going to school at a specific time and it's more than the testing and it's more than a lot of the things that is required at school, we then have the freedom and the mindset to be able to relate to our kids in a different way, in a more personal way, in a way that grows relationships and understanding and all of those underlying aspects that are essential to give us the opportunity to educate. So a lot of times we look at education as the pouring in of information. But when we have a good relationship with someone, it's easy to open up and learn all kinds of things as we share and as we delve into different topics. And, and um, when we're talking about a school system, we often try to compare ourselves as parents to that system. And the biggest thing to take away from that is that we are not equipped and we're not made to do that when we're at home with our own children. It's a different setting and it has, it has different, um, it has a different purpose. Yeah, let's, I just want to stop right there. because I think you said something that's super important that I want people to, to really let that sink in. Um, can you say that part again about, about really when it comes down to what comparing ourselves to, to school again? Could you, if you could say that again, I think people really need to hear that. Yeah, uh, the school system is set up and it's structured in a way that allows them to take in a large quantity of students and administer some education in a broad-based way that does not uniquely cater to our individual children and their interests. It's just not set up to be able to do that. And so in a way to deal with the masses of students and meet all of those, um, those students' needs in a, in a very uniform, supposedly, I'm going to say supposedly uniform way, they have to put in, in procedures and class management and have a lot of, um, a lot of mandates, uh, whether it's about the number of days that they attend or how much time is spent on this and what this curriculum is going to look like. All of those things are mandated and structured to hold it together right? Because otherwise it would just be very chaotic. So the outcome is different than what parents typically are looking for, for their own unique individual child. And so when we compare to the school system, a lot of times we think we cannot measure up or we cannot do what the school system's doing. And that's true. It's very true. I mean, there's just, it's not it's not possible for us to do it, but we have to ask ourselves, is that what we want to do? Because at best, we have to ask, what is the outcome of the school system? Are we really just like on fire about what is happening and how, you know, what the outcome is to a large degree? You know, that, that can be up for grabs based on whoever, um, you know, whoever's opinion um, comes into play there. But we're not set up to be the school system. And, and, we shouldn't want to be the school system because we, as parents, 
when you when you are at home, you can do more with less time, less money. Um, you can go farther. You can study deeper. You can come away with a greater foundation of knowledge and academics, as well as social, as well as spiritual, as well as personal aspects tied in than what gets accomplished in a normal school day, right? So parents are going to be more nimble. They're going to be able to pivot. They're going to be able to cater to their kids. And they're really going to be able to establish the foundation, which I think is super, super important that the school does not touch on because they're not parents. The foundation of who you are as a person, what your beliefs are, what your direction is going to be, you know, how you're going to um, treat other people, what all of those things that um, create an environment at home that nurtures and causes children to thrive, that is the foundation that inspires kids to learn. And when they're in a different type of environment where they are, um, where they have social pressures, where they have um, just an education that doesn't fit, or they have a lot of the things that are going to be coming up as parents are looking at the CDC guidelines for schools that really stress kids out, you cannot expect kids to thrive and to learn in an environment that is not cohesive or conducive to education. Yeah. I mean, let's just say, put it out there. I mean, it's actually hostile, right? You're, you're, it's like a war against this disease in, in, in a sense. And it just, but essentially turning schools into, into these battlegrounds. Well, I, I really appreciate you talking about, because I, I think for a lot of people, a lot of parents, entrepreneurial parents as well, you know, who are trying to deal with this stuff, I think it's, it's really important for them, as you said, to recognize that you know, comparing yourself against what the schools can, can provide is, is, is the wrong measurement. And when we can let go of that, right? And I'm, I've read a number of articles and talked to other parents too, where you know, they've decided not to keep up with the pace of all the academics that they're being asked to do. Like it's, it's just not necessarily feasible or attainable. In some cases, it's just not desirable when they start to see other, other, other possibilities. And, and hopefully that, that can give some parents some, some, some comfort there to know that they're more than just the, um, you know, like the, the designated teacher, right? The, uh, um, or they just need the hater, like in, in, in baseball, they're, they're not just a fill-in, but they have an opportunity to, to create something a little bit different. I, I imagine, so bring it back to like some, some tactical things, right? So if, you know, if you've got, if you're an entrepreneur and you're, you've got your own business or, you know, or if you're working, you know, for someone else, there's always still that, that challenge of, of time, for example. So, you know, all these things sound, sound great and all these possibilities and, um, you know, not everyone can or 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 wants to be the full time you know homeschooling parent. So, I think for them, it's like, yeah, it sounds great, Pat. I mean, you had this wonderful experience with these, all these kids growing up, and um, sounds super. But I, that doesn't feel like like me, like what I want to do. I, I love the work that I I do away from my my kids, and um, at the same time, I want to support my kids. How do I how do I balance that juggling act, right? Or maybe I'm a single parent. And, you know, that just raises things up to a whole other notch. It's just like, it's everything. It's just all on me, especially right now where, 
I can't really have other people in my home helping out. So how do we deal with the, with the time factor? Yeah, the time issue is a, is a huge thing that most people feel like they don't have enough of. Time and money are always the two things where it's like, I am you know, good to just barely eke by with what I've got. And, and that is typical of the American lifestyle, I think. Um, we kind of have lived in a way that we have been on fast forward, right? And we just, we have, our plates are full. And I think really this pandemic has created a sense of, you know, everything has come to a screeching halt. And with our kids at home, it was like, there's no negotiating that. that that's just the reality of the situation, right? So then you take a look and you say, what can I do in this situation to make it beneficial? So every, with every situation where there's opposition or there's an obstacle, I think it is our saving grace, maybe. Maybe it saves our sanity to be able to look and figure out what is the upside, what is the positive. And for a lot of people, just looking at how do I do this and framing it by the school system and what traditionally has been been available to us, we look at it at first and say, this is impossible. How can I, how can I stack this on top of everything else I'm doing? And you use the words, you know, a full-time homeschooler. And the thing is about homeschooling is you have the ability to get more done and be more efficient than anybody else um, that is in a traditional system. And so what happens is a lot of times with smaller people, they're going to need more one-on-one, but they need far less time. They need just short snippets of time. And as your kids get older, they work more independently. So they may require more time to get their their homeschooling done, but it's less of your actual instruction time and one-on-one as a parent. So a lot of times what happens is we start to create a new baseline norm. And what that is, is taking our priorities and the things that we say are the most important and then scheduling those first. What is it we have to get done? What is it that is the priority for me? And, and sometimes that may mean you don't do school today. That may mean you do all math another day. It may mean you go on a vacation and you write a paper about going on vacation and that's part of your schoolwork and a tax deduction, right? Like you can can make it into, you can, you create a situation where you make the education fit your lifestyle. It is not about fitting school in on top of, and then just feeling like that weight of burden is just so much that you can't carry it all. So the time factor gets worked out by creating a system of priorities. And just like in business, when we talk about creating systems for efficiency, we take a look at what that looks like. Now, there are a lot of homeschoolers who just want to talk about the freedoms of homeschooling and you can do this, you can do that. And it's like, there's no structure. And that just wigs people out a lot of times, because if you're used to any kind of structure, you know that you have to have some kind of structure, but it is your family structure. Okay, it's different than the school structure, than the everybody else telling you what it has to be, when, when, where, and how you're going to perform, right? And, and what's acceptable and what's not. So you have the grace to give your own self and your family time to step back 
time to reevaluate, time to pivot, time to step it up, right? Depending on what's needed. And when you have that freedom and you realize that you're the one calling the shots and you're not getting any penalty points, you're not being chastised, you're not being demoted, you're not failing as a parent, you learn to have a different stride. And so that different stride actually gives you more time. So a lot of people I know have talked to me about their child has um, maybe medical issues that they have to be out and go to doctor's visits or whatever. And it is so stressful between getting them to school and getting them back and not, you know, looking like they're going to be truant because they've been absent so many times. You have the opportunity to say, this is what we're going to do today. And this is the priority. The health is a foundational principle. And we need to take care of that before we can focus on the academic, filling out those worksheets or passing that test or whatever it happens to be. So when you do those things and you get to prioritize, you actually end up with more time. And so I'm going to say this too, because not every parent wants to homeschool. And that's perfectly fine because there's not a one size fits all. So if it's something that they're adamantly against, that they don't like, they, they don't want to do it, period, then they probably shouldn't be doing it because there's really only one thing, one thing that parents need in order to homeschool their child. Because it sounds like we need this and we need that and the education and all these different things. You don't, you need one thing. And that one thing is a desire to do it, a desire to step out and step in that gap for your child and to provide whatever it is they need. The rest comes after that. We learn about our children. We learn about ourselves. And that, I keep using the word foundation, but those things, when they are in place, it allows us to build better and stronger uh, relationships. More, we, we get more accomplished academically. We get our time freedom back and we spend less money and less, you know, I think it was, uh, I looked at a study not too long ago and it was estimated that our kids between homework, prepping for school, transportation, activities, the school day, all the things that go into going to school every week is about 60 hours a week. Wow. That's more, than, that's more than a full-time job. And if you look at it from the context of, I can't take on another 60 hours, you're right. <laughs> you are right, but that's not what's required. That's yeah. the, in that structure, in that framework, it's 60 hours. And I would say, if, if we are wanting to set our kids up for grinding it out the rest of their lives, we're grooming them with a 60-hour work week already. And that speaks to where we want to go and where we want them to go in the future beyond the academics today. Wow. Let that sink in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as, as you were talking, I was just thinking even just the word homeschooling, right? It's, it's described in the, as a form of the schooling. And when we think about school, we have this one notion. And I, I, I think in a lot of ways, it's, it's the wrong term or it, it's, it's, it's got a, a baggage to it that, that isn't helpful. And, and I think for part of the, the, the issue with talking about homeschooling is it means so many different things to different people. And what, what I'd be curious to know is, is, and you've kind of talked about it in different ways, but if you were to like to, to condense it down into like a dictionary definition, right? The, the, the modern revised 
dictionary. Um, what what is what what is the the greatest possibility of, of homeschooling? If we were just to like take all the labels off, all the baggage, all the comparisons, and all that. At its very essence, homeschooling is. Okay, well, I think, you know, I can give you a definition. And I think the, the next family who homeschools can give you a different definition. You could have a different definition yourself. Each family is going to have to define that. I think what, what I do with parents is we step back and we ask, what is the purpose of education? Right? And then we determine what is it we want to get out of the educational process when we educate our kids? Is it, is it something that the school is delivering or is there something more? And when we define that as parents, that's when we can start to define what homeschool is going to look like in our own individual home and our family. So for me, I would say homeschooling is the opportunity to spend the time with your kids, growing in relationship, creating a foundation that they can continue to build on as they get older and as they become um, independent learners and they learn how to learn because it's not so much about the academic. It's about the relationship. It's about how they get along with their siblings. It's about how they get along with their parents. It's how they get along with their community. And it's about letting them know, helping them discover who they are. Because once they know who they are and they're okay with themselves, they're, they're okay in their own skin, then it doesn't matter what everybody else tells them. It doesn't matter how everybody else is trying to get them to conform, whether they're teenagers or later in life when we're looking for a job. So it's about, it's about identity in a lot of ways. So the academics are supplemental to all of those other things, but it's about what do we want our children to take away and who do we want them to be? We want them to be someone who can stand on their own two feet, who knows what they believe and who knows what interests them so that they can dig deeper and um, just move on through their life in a way that they're confident because ultimately we talk about changing the world. We talk about influence. We talk about a lot of things um, but somehow most of us don't get around to feeling like we actually do those things. So for me, home education establishes the foundation for a kid to know um, who they are, what they're about, where they're going, and gives them some idea of how to get there. So when they go out the door, they can, Listen, we talked about saving time. They can save time by not taking endless undeclared major classes. They can, they can save money by not having opportunity cost by not knowing where to plug in and what they're supposed to be doing and, and squandering a lot of time in relationships and all kinds of other stuff that goes on right now for the majority of our kids. So when we talk about saving time and saving money, we're not talking about it today. How much do the books cost me? How much time do I have to dedicate this? This is more about an investment. And so homeschool is about investment. It's investing yeah. long-term, short-term, you know, in the immediate circumstances. And it's also about long-term because our kids need that direction. Um, and we owe it to them to save them those costs when they get to the point of having to figure out what's next, right? 
So that was a really long definition for homeschool. <laughs> but I think, it, I think it really depends on like what you want as an outcome, right? You have to define what you want as an outcome. Know the end from the beginning, which is one of those things we learn in business, right? And, and when you do that, then you can, you can formulate. And what I do with parents is sit down and formulate. What does that look like in your family? Let's create the values. Let's, let's put it down and make it concise. Let's put it in a statement. Let's start defining that. So then we're not just off in the weeds following every shiny object or somebody else is doing this. Maybe I should do that, right? Because there's so much variety that you can literally just go all over the map. But we want to know what it means for your family. And we want to know how that's going to apply in your setting with the people that you have so that it, it creates something that is totally unique to your family, but it meets your family's needs. And I think that's the biggest part of homeschooling. It's about meeting needs and it's about investment. It's not about cost and it's, it's not about burden. It's about freedom, investment, and, and just giving your kids that gift. Oh, yeah. It, in a lot of ways, really, homeschooling is, is really what parenting is all about, right? About shaping that that human being that uh, we're so fortunate to have um, been in our lives for so long and, and the opportunity to, uh, to nurture and, and support them. That's, that's homeschooling is, is really to a fancy label for, for being an amazing parent. Sounds like. Yeah, well, being an amazing parent, you know, a lot of us would go, Oh, am I really, you know, like, like we have, we know that none of us is perfect and none of us, when we talk about time and, and people feel like I'm going to be a parent 24 seven, I can't do that, you know, for an extended period of time. And that's not really what it's about. It's, it's about, you know, we talked about when I got started homeschooling and um, the reasons that we look at for our kids, what they need and those kind of things. But what we don't talk about a lot of times is who it, who it um, makes us. We talk about how our kids are going to be formed or what they're going to learn as a homeschool, but it, it changes us as parents as well. So it, it gives us the opportunity to look at who am I, what are my beliefs, and how does this really work? And then as we work together with the other people that are in our house, how are we going to overcome this particular learning obstacle or this um, personality challenge or whatever it has, happens to be? And so we get those real life lessons that are interwoven along with what we call school. And so the big, I would say the biggest education is more personal uh, growth and um, mindset than it is the actual academics. Because when it all comes down to it, who do you want your kids to be? What do you want them to take away? Do they need to know the 50 states and all the capitals? Right? Like if, if they that... Can just, they can just ask Google these days, right? Right. Like, so, so there are so many things that, that we feel like, you know, with testing in school and all of those kind of things that we have to keep up with this, this um, mandated curriculum and pass these tests and get these grades and all of these things or else we're a failure and our kids come away. It, regardless if they make all A's or not, they come away with certain labels and a certain understanding of who they who they feel like they are based on the day-to-day dynamics of what they're involved in. And so as when you homeschool, you have more opportunity to talk to them about who they are 
what their gifts and talents are rather than they don't measure up rather than their deficiencies rather than you know the way that we have a lot of peer pressure and things so i have a, a parent that i spoke with not too long ago and his son has done some pretty amazing things having to do with animation and and the funny thing was you know when you look at all of the positives and the things that um his kids have been invested in and they really have excelled in. Um, I asked him what he thought his kids would, how his kids would fare in, in public school. And he said, well, really, the only thing that we've really had to deal with was his son had dysgraphia. So if he was in school, that would have been a label and he would have been in, put in special classes and it would have taken his time to a way to do and focus on the things that they, you know, the system would say is important in order to deal with that. But instead, they didn't focus on that at all when they homeschooled. And so his son is able to see how he can pursue his interests and how he can excel and how he he does things that um, someone 13 years old, um, it's unprecedented. And it's just amazing because when you give your kids the opportunities to do the things that will help them to grow and flourish, it's directly opposite of putting a label on them and saying, we're going to focus on how you don't measure up, right? And so a lot of it is about opportunity, but a lot of it is about mindset and how you frame things for your kids. And a lot of people don't know that there are so many people who are um, great in business or have been inventors or whatever that they didn't do well in school and they didn't, or they were kicked out of school or, you know, Thomas Edison, we all know who Thomas Edison is. He got sent home at a very young age. His teacher said, <clears throat> sent a letter and said, you know, he's not going to amount to anything. And we don't want, you know, she didn't, she didn't want him in her class anymore. His mom never read him that letter, but she took up the slack and she wasn't, a, she wasn't there to be his teacher, but she stepped in and said, we're going to do this at home. And I, you know, that's like, I think that's a great segue is, is, I mean, right now, that's the opportunity, right? That's, that's the question a lot of, a lot of um, parents are facing and even with their own work for a lot of them now, it's, it's going to be done at, at home. And so for for the foreseeable future, maybe, maybe even, even permanently, or maybe they're now switching or considering, you know, starting their own business and maybe out of necessity or out of, out of interest. And so, so yeah, that's kind of the, the exciting thing now is there's a chance to not only chart a different course in terms of, of your work, but to just reevaluate how you can create those relationships with your kids that you really want to have and, and to, to integrate different aspects of life, education, why not into the, the family lived experience. So for, for people out there who, um, you know, are, are really interested in not just surviving the current situation, but what would like something more, something, something better than, than the, the status quo. Um, where, where could they find, like, where would, where would you, I guess, suggest they start and where could they find some more, some more information? Yeah, I think it's really, really important to get, get going on the right foot. And, you know, when I got started, I didn't have a lot of information and I figured a lot of things out the hard way. And I figured out, you know, there, there are things that could save time and things that could save energy. 
And I've put together a course that I'm going to be releasing here pretty quickly because my heart just breaks for parents who feel like they want to do the best things for their children, but they are just caught in a situation where um, they don't feel heard and they don't feel like their kids are going to be um, in a healthy place in a way that meets their needs. And so in order to feel like you want to do something, but you just don't have the resources or don't have the information. um, I think for me, I step back and I look at things and I say, how can, how can this be made simple? And so they can get a hold of me and I can let them know about, um, I did a workshop just last week from crisis to clarity. We can walk through that or um, simply homeschooling, simply start homeschooling is, is a course that I'm putting out for parents that, that just want to know how to do this and not really um, get into the weeds because the, you can get online and you can listen to people who have this opinion, that opinion, and you can get down rabbit holes really quick where it just seems more than overwhelming. So if you've been put in a position where things have been dumped in your lap, it's about straightening things out and saying, again, what are, what are the values? What are the important things? And I walk parents through those things so that they can get, um, so they can feel like they're dealing with a level playing field and they've got direction and they know how to chart their course. And, you know, having some sense of stability instead of feeling like, you know, we're all over the map and we're being yanked by somebody making these decisions and then know it's going to be that. And then, you know, at some point, um, we have to get off the roller coaster, you know, and just feel like we are doing the things that we know to do as parents um, and, and doing it to the best of our ability. And the rest we put aside. And that is such a, a great relief um, that I think so many parents would benefit from because oh there's there's just so many people um speaking into what parents need but i think the parents need it them they know themselves already what it is they want and need so i do free consultations with parents who just need to talk some stuff out um i've got information on how to move forward and you know i'm i'm glad to work with parents who just have it in their heart to do what they feel like they need to do for their kids because there's no backseats. There's no look, looking back, you know, in the rearview mirror and saying, I would have, could have, should have. And regardless of the path that you choose, um, it's about being confident and saying, this is why I, this is why I made these decisions and I'm good with that. And then we don't have that parental guilt that a lot of times we carry around um, and we, we, there's no place for that because when we come to a situation, we make a decision. Um, we need to know that we're doing it for the right reasons and then have clarity. Otherwise, we bring, um, we bring those emotions and dissatisfaction or worry, anxiety to our kids as well. So it's just about clearing up that whole path and and making it simple, making it easy, making it straightforward and having the direction and confidence to move forward. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Pat. I know we'll, we'll put some, some links to um, where they can find you online and you've got a a Facebook group where people can jump in as well and, and uh, 
share their questions and, and their thoughts, and we'll have a, a link to to that and your your um, workshops that you're going to be offering really soon. So, really great conversation with you today. I know I, I've learned a lot, even as a as an entrepreneur dad who's who's been homeschooling my, myself. Um, it was really really um, beneficial for me, and I'm sure for a lot of members of our audience. And uh, thank you for doing what you do. Yeah, thank you. For, thank you for having me because I think parents, regardless of their situation, when they have determined what they want to do, they can do it. I've seen single parents. I've seen parents juggle multiple jobs. Whatever that your description is, when you figure out what it is you want to do, you can do it. And there, there are people who can help you get there. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Jerry. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so, be sure to click on the subscribe button in your app so you never miss a future episode. And when you leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen, you help more people discover and then transform their lives through the powerful life-changing stories on this podcast. I invite you also to share something that you heard in this episode that you would love to turn into a conversation. Share it with people and have that conversation. Because when ideas become conversations that build connections, that's when momentum happens. I'll see you in the next episode.